Hi everyone, I'm Kendra. And I'm Miranda. And this, this is Tales, Tales from, from the, the Bedpan. Bed I'm Miranda. A uh, little, no? Yeah. little intro about myself. Uh, I've been a nurse for about five and a half years. I've worked in med surge. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast, but now live a little closer on the West Coast in Colorado. Um... Did I say I was a nurse for about five years? You sure did. Okay, sure, sure did. did. So, so I'm Kendra, and I have been a nurse for about a year and a half, but I was actually a CNA for 14 years before I became a nurse. So I've kind of worked in uh, quite a few different settings, but as a nurse, I've worked in med surge and hospice, and Miranda was actually my preceptor when I yep. first started. And so. she is doing just so great. <laughs> um, and I think we just got very close. Uh, me being the preceptor. And we've been through a lot. Well, we, yeah. We also have, like, very similar, like, personalities. Like, right. we're, we're pretty sarcastic. We like to use, like, humor and dark humor to kind of, like, cope with things. And, and that's kind of what, like, this podcast, like, how it was birthed. <laughs> yeah, I actually we were having one of our game nights with our coworkers at Kendra's house. Um and we, you know, we were all sitting around the table playing games and just talking about our patient experiences and Kendra and I thought it would be a great idea drunkenly mm-hmm. to make a podcast, yep. even purchase our first mic. Yep. That <laughs> Got night. the mic that night. And honestly, this was like almost a year ago. So here yep. we are. It was like actually recording our first episode. Yeah. So that's nice. I was going to say. Um, and, you know, like she was saying, we use a lot of humor and tell stories about our experiences to kind of cope and get through because we have a lot of, we go through a lot of tough times, sad times, happy times, funny times, and our way of coping with mm-hmm. it is humor and telling stories. And we, you know, we figured all the nurses we work with do the same thing. We figure a lot of the nurses in other places, other states, other hospitals do the same thing. So we're kind of also doing this, you know, to try to connect with other nurses, CNAs, other people in the healthcare field. Yeah. Just like, and kind of like have an outlet for it too. So like in no way are we trying to like mock anybody or make fun of anybody. Like it is, this is just our kind of outlet for the stress that comes with, being in the medical field in general. So, and we're going to protect HIPAA. You know, we would never say our patients' names or any revealing identity characteristics about anybody. So, yeah, we just want, we just want to to have fun and connect with other people in the medical field. And hopefully this would, you know, is something that you will enjoy listening to as well. Right. And, you know, in the future, if, you know, this goes well if it goes anywhere. We would love to hear other people's stories and share other people's stories who may not have an outlet like we do attempting this podcast. Yes. Um, we already have an email address, just letting you know. It is talesfromthebedpan at gmail.com. If, if anyone ever feels like sending us in any, like, input or stories or just anything, we would love to hear from anybody about literally anything yeah and even just feedback about you know what can we do different what is maybe not so appealing in what we're doing and Mm -hmm. you know and like I said in no way are we trying to offend anyone so please let us know if we're doing that and we can change our approach but this really is just you know we were going to tell these stories and talk to each other about them anyway so why not share it with a relatable group agreed so here here it is cheers (laughs) cheers to the start of a new podcast (laughs) All right, 
to kick things off, I thought like we could talk about all the little baby patients that we encounter. And I am not talking about infants, little baby yep. babies. I am talking about the full ass grown adults, <laughs> the, the that, adult babies. Yes, of the um, world. Uh, a lot of them being men. I'm sorry, men, but why do you have to be such babies? It's crazy. I don't know what happens to people when they get in the hospital. Dude, I'm telling you. They I'm regress to they infants. Regress. <laughs> to infants. <laughs> they regress. Yes, and why do they always want us to do things that they can clearly do for themselves and have been doing for themselves and are going to have to do for themselves, but all of a sudden they're in the hospital and they become, like, paralyzed. Yes. And their arms stop working. Yes, and... Like many other nurses and CNAs will uh, be able to relate to, a lot of patients treat the hospital like a hotel. Oh yeah, I love that. Um, and I are got a lot fired more... once from a patient. Yeah, for telling him he was not at a hotel and he was in fact in the hospital. Yep. A lot of people get a little too comfortable. Yes, right. But let's go back to those adult babies. <laughs> I am just gonna bl- a blanket topic here is the removal of a peripheral IV. <laughs> Or even the tape around the <laughs> peripheral IV. Let's just, like, start there. Or, hear me out, electrode stickers. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. I let's, let's say this. One of the first things Kendra and I bonded over, or I have to say that I thought was the funniest thing, was Kendra always used to make this noise, and it's more like a, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and... We had a patient. It was Kendra's patient, actually. I don't know if you were still in orientation. I'll let you tell it. I, I, this I, don't, your I don't think I was. I think I was off orientation at this point. But um, this patient had come in um, because they had had to have a stent for kidney stones and never got this stent removed. So they end up losing their whole fucking kidney. <laughs> A whole ass kidney. A whole ass kidney. Um, when you could have just, you know, come in outpatient and had that little stent just boop, plucked, plucked right out. But uh, anyways, anyways, besides the fact. So this patient had their kidney taken out. Um, patient comes up from surgery um, and we're doing, you know, our two nurse skin check on this patient. So I bring Miranda in with me. <laughs> and we have to check her skin and obviously she had her kidney taken out so we gotta look at her back anyways so (laughs) we go to turn this patient on her side and you would think that we just like tore a limb from her body (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah. there it is ladies and gentlemen there's the noise just every time like we even like touched her just like oh my god it was it was ridiculous. But this was after Kendra had already been making the noise, and her and I made eye contact over <laughs> this patient. Luckily, you know, COVID, we were all wearing masks. So we made eye contact, did our thing, walked out of the room, and just died. Died. Just died. Death. Just died. So what is even better about this particular patient is that um, the patient had a, a boyfriend at bedside. Um, after surgery, you know, kind of doting over her. Oh, uh, it wasn't too much 
later after she got to the floor that I received a call from a sheriff or a corrections officer or something. It was actually the patient's husband <laughs> calling to check on the patient how her surgery went. From so. jail, mind you. <laughs> yeah, prison. prison. So, yeah. Uh, always interesting. Never a dull moment with these damn patients, I swear. And she proceeds to yell <laughs> into the room after Kendra told her that her Husband was on the phone. <laughs> not my husband. It's not my husband. <laughs> and okay. Yeah. yeah. That's. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Needless to say, that ah sound just really gained traction it from is there. How that patient that I picture every time I hear that noise now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. So it brings up like a good point too about just like patients involving surgery in general. Yeah, you know, you have these patients that come up, they get a lot of hysterectomies, a lot of patients where they're just laparoscopic, so they go in through the stomach, they have, like, you know, four incisions. Abdominal surgery. Either way, whether it's invasive or non-invasive, you are going inside of the human body and just tearing things apart. You have these patients that come up and are in just utter disbelief (laughs) that they could be sensing any type of pain right now. Right, right. And it is just the wildest thing. They're like, why am I in so much pain? Why am I hurting? And this and that. I I really just want, like, patients to tell me what they actually thought was going to happen. Like, they were going to go in and get the, their insides sliced apart. Like, you know. Yep. And, and they were just going to come out and just be like, well, that's so much better. Okay, bye. Like, yes, we do have surgeries. Like, I'm going to go back to the hysterectomies. That, you know, the typical the typical procedure for hysterectomies, they come in, they get their they get their hysterectomy done. They come up with a Foley catheter. They stay overnight. We monitor for pain, nausea. We take the Foley out in the morning, wait till they pee after 6 hours, and they're gone. Like, yes, advances in the medical field have made it so that these procedures you know, they're not considered minor, but it's like within a day of staying right, in the hospital, yeah. you can go home. Yeah. But my God. My God. Well, and it's just like the laparoscopic procedures in general. Like, yes, like it's made it so much easier that we're not having to slice like a huge incision into somebody to do what we need to do. But it's still like cutting into them. And then they fill them with that like gas and stuff. And, right. And then heaven forbid these patients feel the pressure pain from the gas, gas that they fill them gas with. Gas pain. Oh my god, there's not enough Dilaudid on the planet oh to relieve these gas pains. And you always, patients. I know the surgeons warn them, the packing nurses warn them, we warn them, I have learned to warn them of that pain when they come up so they know what to expect. Or before they even go down. Like, right. we have the patients that we have before they even go to surgery. Yes, and typically the gas pain because they inflate air in your stomach, and the gas just tends to go under your ribs and up your shoulder. You will warn them for that. You will say, this is, a lot of people say it's worse than the surgical pain. And they're still miffed. And they are like, I am having a heart attack, even though it's on their right side, which, mind you, okay, people experience heart attacks different. But, like, I just... I just, I don't, I just don't understand what they were expecting. You gotta burp. Yes. You, you gotta get, move. Get up and walk. And then, you like, have getting move. out of bed. This goes back to the fucking, like, all of a sudden they've lost their limbs. Like, <laughs> I'm in the hospital. How do you expect me to possibly get out of this bed? 
Correct. <laughs> like, you had an incision in your stomach. Your legs are still fully functioning. Yes. As are your arms, believe it or not. You can reach that tissue box. Get up and fucking move around. Correct. Like, just... Oh, my God. And I know God. pain hits people different. Yes. And but... I'm sympathetic to that fact. I am, right. I am not one of those nurses that, like withholds pain meds from people like that's not my right it's not my job that's not my job you say you're in pain I will treat your pain I have no problem doing that but there's a certain point where it's like okay everything that I'm doing is not helping so let's try something else instead of just trying to do more of this thing like yes another 0.5 of Dilaud it's not gonna help you also I'm sorry when you're sitting there and you're poop 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 pooping away on your phone and on the internet and texting <laughs> and you're not even making eye contact you are sitting comfortable as all hell and I asked you what your pain level is zero to ten ten being the absolute worst pain you have ever felt and you tell me you're at a ten no 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 an 11. An 11. <laughs> a 13. Like, okay, off Linda, the, it's off, 0 to 10 here. Yeah, off, the, <laughs> off the charts in pain, I know pain is subjective, but you're going to tell me you sitting there comfortably on your phone texting, and you're at the absolute worst, worse, you're off the charts past 10, that you are having the worst pain you have ever experienced in your life. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Yeah. But however, yeah. at the end of the day, I do have to respect that number, which is another flaw in the healthcare system. I know there's not really any other better way to, you know, to, to quantify someone's pain yeah. and know what they're feeling. I have to take your word on it, which I think kind of doesn't really help with this opioid crisis. But that is a story for another <laughs> that day. That is a story for another day. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I feel like we should kind of share another story again with this because we kind of just went off on a generalized <laughs> tangent there. A little bit of a tangent. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Um, but there is definitely one patient that I can think of off the top of my head who we actually did have to phone uh-huh. a friend for. Um, not going to share her name, but she is definitely a very interesting character. Yes, it, one of those like just really over-the-top needy patients that can't even fathom that you have other patients to care for right like well what am i gonna do what if i need something what if i what am i gonna do yes we have this thing called a call light no but no she knew all about that don't you remember that she was on her call light every five seconds right and you go in there and you can see the look on her face that she's like oh crap i need to think of something that i need yes because like i don't know what i need i didn't need anything i just needed someone to come in here and now someone's in here but uh, I don't really need anything. Yes. So it would be, um, can you put my Bible a little closer to the tissue box at no, the end no, no, of no, my but bed? No, you're speaking way too fast. Oh yeah, put me in slow mo because it was. Um, could you, could you put my Bible? Oh, down, down there, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other one, she just talked very so slow. slow, but also like whiny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those patients, you know, like you don't, not going to get along with everybody, not going right. to like everybody, but uh, yeah. yeah. And if you patients. even mentioned like, okay, if you need anything, you call uh, me. Well, I, I, I might need something. Oh, my favorite was anytime that I tried to leave the room. Well, how long till you're coming back to the minute? Like, and if I was like, okay, well, I'll come back and check on you, you know, within the hour. If an hour had come and I hadn't come back, she was on that call like, I have to see my nurse. I have to see my nurse right now. It's been an hour. 
And then what was the what was the 3 a.m. emergency? Yeah, so when I took this patient over from the night shift nurse, she the night shift nurse told me, she was just like, she called the CNA at 3 in the morning, urgently, emergently having to see the nurse. So she, the nurse goes in there like, what's up? And the patient, the patient that was so urgent had to talk to the nurse was what she was thinking of ordering for breakfast. That... That was what was so urgent at three in the morning that the nurse had to be at bedside to talk to this patient. (laughs) And obviously, neither of us work night shift. Kendra did a little stint not too long ago. Um, But I definitely helped with one of the, I think, the very first admission she had with, you know, the nurse who had her and was asking her questions. And same thing, you know, perseverated on food. What should I order? And the nurse would give all these suggestions. And I don't think the patient once took her suggestion. It was just kind of talking in circles very (laughs) slowly. She just wanted you to be in her room. And she would grab you. And she had these long nails. (laughs) Anybody I think in healthcare can, can, is with me on this. When it comes to like long nails, you're just like. Because what is under the nails? What's under there? What's under there? Yes, they're so nasty. And something else you can probably relate to, because you definitely get stuck in these patients' rooms for a good 45 minutes to an hour, mm. um, is, hey, if I'm in there yeah. at this time, the rescue please, me, please come yeah. rescue me. Uh-huh. Whether it's, can you come call. knock on the door and say, hey, I have a phone call for you. Can you call me? Yeah. Like, I, Which, I feel like with this patient in particular, you had to, like, be dragged out of that room. Like, yeah. you needed a physical body there to rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I understand the patients get lonely, but it's, like, with just how oh. busy we are. Yeah. In the healthcare field, it's well, like, and I just feel like I always try, like I will try and like spend extra time with my patients when I can. Right. But how often is that? Let's be realistic. I know, seriously. <laughs> and just to cap it all off, she liked to hide her food under her bed. Yeah. Real sneaky, but that's okay. Come you on. know, like we, we all have our own little quirks. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, Aww. we all at the end of the day. Kendra and I love being nurses. It's yes. where we need to be. We yes. joke about these patients, <laughs> but we care about them very deeply. Of course, yes. And we will continue to share our stories. Yes. Thanks for thanks for listening to our first first episode, guys. Thanks, we hope guys. you come back and listen some more. Yeah, give us some feedback. Much appreciated. Okay, bye. bye.